morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Live with Rank Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got another packed show for you today. And if you would like to be part of the show today, I invite all of you, any of you, you may have been a different an opinion, as long as we respectfully talk to each other, 269 441 9595. That's 269 441 9595. Or you can email me at rank R E as an excellent NK at townsquaremedia.com. And you guys know we have that app out there of the stations that you're listening to me on. Not only will you get immediate news that we have out there, you can app chat with us there. And I do check that from time to time during the show. So let's get right into the show. There's a lot going on that war criminal, as well as the criminals within the Russian army, are at it again. Bombing a theater with children and I think uh, women in it or people who are sheltering. There may be some older men. I don't know. But he bombed it. What about the 10 people that were waiting in a bread line and his soldiers mowed down, killed all of them? So he's definitely, definitely a war criminal. In fact, let me show you the difference between someone like myself or talk radio on the Republican side or the right. I'm not a Republican, I'm a conservative, as opposed to the left. Yesterday, Biden was asked as he was walking out, do you consider Putin a war criminal? And his answer was no. That would have been all over the place if it was Trump. Now, what happened is he walked and then he turned around, came back to the reporter, asked her, what did you ask me? She asked the same question. He said, yes, yes, I do believe, or I'm paraphrasing, but he said, yes. Every single liberal, which is pretty much almost all the mainstream media, would have put just the first part. I could have cut it up and just played it for you, leaving out that he came back. That's what would have happened everywhere else out there. If it was a Republican, especially Trump. But it doesn't happen on my show. And it doesn't happen on other credible conservative shows. That's the difference between the left and the right when it comes to honesty. Now, let's talk about honesty. I read an article this morning in the Detroit Free Press. The link from the front page. So it was the very, if you see most of these newspapers website, they'll have a set featured image on the left and then their top stories on the right. This was in their top stories. And the link said this, Republicans delay confirmation of first black woman to Fed board. So I clicked on it. Todd Spangler from the Detroit Prairie Press wrote it. Now his headline, once you clicked on it, said Republicans slow historic confirmation of Michigan State economists to Fed board. Which is very fair. But the headline to get you to it, what everybody, and again, most on the left, read the headlines and move on. I know that because of the number of questions that I get about my pieces that I write, and they've never read the article. They saw the headline and maybe the excerpt that I put up there, and that's it. 
till I know they just don't read articles. So in Todd's piece, I'm trying to find out why Republicans delayed the confirmation of the first black woman to the Fed board. Now, that may be outside of his control, but guess what? We're going to find out today in the second segment of the Live with Ring show in the 10 o'clock hour. I reached out to Todd, asked him if he would like to come on air to discuss this piece. We worked it out, and he's going to be on air. So I'm going to respectfully ask him, what happened with the headlines? Because the way the Detroit Free Press puts it, the link to get to your piece, it's that just because she's black. You know, that's what they're trying to get people to, or that's what they're insinuating. Because she's black, they are delaying it. And someone like myself thinks that's all that the Detroit Free Press cares about, is that a black woman is sitting in that seat, not her record. So I give props to Todd for the more accurate headline. But when you read his piece, they don't tell you why. Well, they don't tell you in specifics, details, why the Republicans are having an issue with her. They do say the nomination of her, and she's from a, a Michigan State University, apparently a Michigan State University economist named Lisa Cook. He writes, the nominations of Cooks and the others, and the others, have been held up for a month after Republicans refused to return to the committee room to vote on all, to vote at all on any of the nominations and protest of Sarah Bloom Raskin's bid to be the Fed's vice chair of supervision. Okay. I said, really? That's it? That's why they are slow rolling it? Well, first of all, he was honest. It's a slow roll for everyone, not just her. But then I looked into it. And I found the reason the Republicans are voting or slowing down. In fact, this woman should be nowhere near the Fed. She should be nowhere near government. She should be nowhere near children, even college-age children. She's an extreme hyperpartisan that has actually called for slavery reparations. Now, we don't need a hyperpolitic partisan and political person on the Federal Reserve Board. Politics plays everything in Washington, I, I understand. But you certainly don't need someone who is that radical at the Fed. But it's not only calling for slavery, slavery reparations. She's also for defunding the police. And as the official at Banking GOP account tweeted, we've seen what happens when politics infects a respected apolitical financial regulator. We shouldn't want what happened to the FDIC to happen at the Fed, which already has seen its credibility threatened by policy ideas, activity foreign to its mandate. So what else has this person that is not in Todd's article, and that's what I'm going to ask him why he didn't put these in there. What else has she tweeted out? Well, as I said, in June of 2020, she retweeted a pro-defund the police message that same month She tweeted that, quote, free speech has its limits and it should not be used to spread hatred and violate the dignity of other people, end quote. This is all someone who Biden put up as a Fed board chair. She tweeted 
saying the RNC convention had a lot of familiar messages, symbols, and methods to those of us who study autocracies. Okay. She retweeted Ben Rhodes saying, quote, the Green Party has done incalculable damage to the environment by helping to elect Republican presidents twice. Don't fall for it again, end quote. Is this someone, this hyper political, this far left, slavery reparations, defunding the police, ripping into Republicans, if any Republicans vote for this woman, and if any of the moderate Democrats vote this woman, we're in trouble. So we'll talk to Todd coming up. And I will, again, respectfully ask why he kept out the real reasons that that person should. Because then if you keep that out, isn't that kind of a form of disinformation? I brought this up yesterday. Disinformation or misinformation, well, no, let's go with disinformation, is not only that you report something that is not factually true, something that the mainstream manipulative news or media is good at. There is an example right now with the Detroit News Free Press put. To me, disinformation could also be when you don't write your pieces in context or put the real reasons why something's happening. So, for instance, he mentioned that, well, it's a slow roll on all of them because X, Y, and Z. But if you just do a simple, within seconds, I found these tweets, you know it's not just that. And I don't want a hyper-political left or right person on the Federal Reserve Board. You start interjecting more politics into our monetary system we're screwed like they mentioned just like the fdi well was it the fdic me see here yep the fdic they are now becoming political these agencies are super hyper political and it only really does us harm so do you agree with me that by not putting such important facts in a story that is spreading disinformation? Give us a call, 269-441-9595, or email me at rank, R-E, as in excellent, N-K at townsquaremedia.com. You're listening to Live with Rank. We continue this hyper-politicalization of these agencies that shouldn't be politicized, like our Fed, like our money supply, people who determine what the interest rates will be. We're on the highway to hell, as ACDC put it. Michigan House Speaker Jason Wentworth yesterday said there are no longer plans to alter the 2019 auto no-fault insurance law that uh, people are happy with and not happy with. Under the law, The fees medical providers could charge insurance companies for auto crash survivors were trimmed on July 1st to 55% of the charges in 2019 or 200% of the 2019 Medicare rate for Medicare reimbursable services. That's how much Medicare is ripping off our health system. 
We keep talking about having and wanting this great health system, but government funds it 200% less than people who live in the real world. Think about that. That means if a charge to you or your insurance company is $200, Medicare pays $1. Or could pay. It says uh, 200% of the 200, uh, 2019 Medicare rate. So you would charge, yes, they would charge you or this catastrophic fund $200, somewhere in a $200 range, and Medicare would pay $1. And people want to go to a government system that can't fund itself? I've told you this before. Doctors take Medicare patients and Medicaid patients, because they're, they're even worse, to fill holes in their schedule. Now, I know they have to take a certain amount, but if they have a hole in their schedule, meaning they're not busy, they'll take one in that hole because it's better to make $1 than $200, than nothing, I should say. But I found that very, very interesting. In a statement to the Detroit News, Speaker Wentworth said, quote, he spent an entire year looking at every idea that was proposed and working with our committee on options. They all either move us back towards the old status quo or put the savings and refund checks for Michigan drivers at risk. At this point, it's time to move on, end quote. Now, I don't know if you heard yesterday, but the New York State Department of Health came out and said, former Governor Mario Cuomo, quote, misled the public, end quote, and concealed the deaths of 4,100 seniors, in nursing homes. They believe they, he reported or underreported 50% of the deaths. And remember how he was touted as being such a savior at all those press conferences? But when I read that, and why I'm bringing it up to you, Governor Whitmer underreported 2,300 just in Michigan. Now, there's a lot less of us in Michigan than there are in New York. Heck, our population in Michigan probably is equal to just the population in New York City. None of the other parts of the state. And he underreported, they say, the deaths at nursing homes by 4,100. Whitmer underreported the deaths at nursing homes at 2,300 or about 30%. Yet where's all these papers going after her? Why are they all hiding? Well, they're all hiding because they're in revisionist mode. They're in disinformation or, and again, no, disinformation mode because I believe hiding stuff is giving out disinformation. So that was just a curious little number I wanted to give you guys. And then I saw this. Do you remember last, I think it was last week, we interviewed Fred Zolik. 
spokesperson for Let Kids Learn here in the state of Michigan. And it was all about their ballot initiative because Whitmer vetoed the bill to set up private charities who will take in private money and give out scholarships to the people in need. Not rich people. Rich people's kids can't get it. Not even upper middle class kids can get it. Maybe some middle class, but they would get it at a lower rate. So it was all for helping the lower economic families. Whitmer said no. Democrats said no. And they vetoed it. They wanted to set up Michigan student opportunity accounts. And those Michigan opportunity, student opportunity accounts can be used by families all over Michigan who qualify for free and reduced school lunches and families at or below 200% of the free and reduced lunch eligibility in students with disabilities to help improve student achievement. So it's not for everyone. It is only for people who are on free and reduced school lunches or families at or below 200% of whatever it takes for you, whatever money you bring in in a year or less to get free and reduced lunch, 200% of that. So double that. And people who make that much can possibly get a scholarship. And it's tailored so those kids can get the education that they need. And what can they use that money on? They can use the money for online classes, Wi-Fi and laptops, tutoring and tuition, transportation, skill training and CTE expenses, textbooks and curriculum materials, summer school and after school programs, occupational, behavioral and speech therapies that would then help these children succeed in school, mental health services, and more. Might they be able to use some of that money to go to a private school? Yes. And the Democrats voted against that. The Democrats didn't want private money. This is not taxpayer money. Democrats, including Whitmer, and pretty much all of them, I think, said that we should not help pay these uh, the, le- the um, lesser economic status kids. We should not let people help them pay for online classes. The Democrats said we should not let these people, families, pay for Wi-Fi and lap- laptops. The Democrats said we should not let these kids pay for tutoring and tuition, transportation, the whole list I gave you. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because... I just saw this article. Public school advocates launch effort to stop DeVos-backed school scholarship proposal. Why DeVos-backed? Yeah, yeah, she's backing it. But again, they this is a group who, who tells you they're a news organization, but are using their headlines as agenda-driven. That's something that... I would write, but I'm not claiming that I am a news person. I am an opinion person. I am a pundit, 
I give you more facts than these guys give you. I uncover more stories with the real facts than these guys give you. But I have my opinion. And there's times I'll interject my opinion and there's times I not. I will not. These guys are not supposed to be interjecting their opinion at all. But wouldn't you say public school advocates launch effort to DeVos back school scholarship proposal? Putting in the word DeVos is them trying to move the needle one way or the other. So we'll get into that coming up right after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. 95.3 WBCK. Standing at the edge of a rocky shore, you breathe in the cool, salty air, watching the sun disappear on the horizon. Across the globe, someone begins their day along a sandy beach, listening to the rhythm of the crashing waves. You each envision a world beneath the water, vibrant life in every imaginable form. Standing at the edge of a rocky shore, you breathe in the cool, salty air, watching the sun disappear on the horizon. Across the globe, someone begins their day along a sandy beach, listening to the rhythm of the crashing waves. You each envision a world beneath the water, vibrant life in every imaginable form. Now, imagine it's all gone. What was once a place of wonder and beauty is now a dull, lifeless wasteland. Food, jobs, medicine, all gifts from the ocean, all gone. Time is running out to protect our oceans. And without our love, everything the oceans provide can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our oceans. Visit World Wildlife Fund at www.org slash love. A gentle breeze blows across your face as you take a refreshing sip of water, appreciating the stillness of another morning fishing on the lake. The distant gurgle of a stream reminds you of days spent playing in the creek, the cool, clear water rushing between your toes. You love this time with nature. The feeling of putting everything on hold to connect with the world around you. Now, imagine it's all gone. No fish, no lake, no water. One of life's most vital resources, irreplaceably depleted. Time is running out to protect fresh water, and without our love, it can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our fresh water. Visit World Wildlife Fund at wwf.org slash love. Partly cloudy skies this morning with an afternoon high near 69 degrees. Our winds will be coming from the west-southwest 3 to 8 miles per hour, perhaps gusting as high as 18 miles per hour. Tonight's mostly cloudy with a chance of rain, a low around 41 degrees. And Friday, it's cloudy with rain, a high near 51 degrees. This place has a pulse. You hear it in the canopy. Feel it in the ground. Life, fully illuminated, engulfs you. From the birds singing in the treetops above to the tiniest insects in the soil below, 
you take a deep, cleansing breath, filling your lungs with the essence of the forest. Now, imagine it's all gone. Healthy, life-giving forests reduced to nothing. No singing birds, no lush canopy, and water and food in short supply around the world. Time is running out to protect our forests, and without our love, they can and will disappear. It's our choice. Love it or lose it. Help protect our forests. Visit World Wildlife Fund at www.org. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Morning, noon, and night, our news team keeps you informed. Lacey James, Brandon James, Brad Carpenter, and Alex Maddox. 95.3 WBCK. We are Battle Creek. with rank appreciate that telling you about a new ballot out there to and this is due to the fact that governor whitmer and the democrats voted against it and whitmer actually vetoed it the other democrats voted against it where they were trying to help out school kids families pay for pretty much anything almost part of their schooling whether it's public school or private school not many people would be able to partake in the private school part because in order to get money from this private charity, this fund that would be put up, and then people can donate it. You can donate to that fund that will then help pay for kids. And I gave you the entire li- or a list, not the entire list. Online classes, Wi-Fi and wi- laptops, t- tutoring and tuition, transportation, Quite a bit. You can check out Let Kids Learn. Look that up. Let Kids Learn, their site. And they've got a bunch of information there. And we interviewed their spokesperson last week about it. And the two big beefs that the left has against it is that people may be able to escape their control from the public schools. But again, I'm... The way it reads to me, and I wish I would have asked Fred and I forgot to or just didn't come to mind. What's the highest? It sounds like $1,100 or something like that. I don't believe they're going to give you, and I I could be wrong, the whole tuition to private school. But maybe help you use some money to go to a private school if that's what the student and the the parents want. But you could also use it for your books and extra training and education, whatever, in a public school. So their biggest concern, well, one of those concerns is money may go to pay for private schools. Well, so what? It's not taxpayer money. So what they're saying is they don't want anybody, none of you, to be able to give money 
to a kid that goes to the state-run schools to be able to use it to help them in that school or help them go to a private school. That's what they're saying because that's one of the arguments. And the other argument is, well, if people donate to it, they may be able to, and I say may because it depends on income and how much you give, they may be able to donate, and they, or they, if they donate, they may be able to get a tax break. And we don't want that. So now, public school advocates believe that that will create an unconstitutional voucher system in Michigan. This is how, how little intelligence these people have. Or what they think of your intelligence. It's one of the two. A voucher system, they've told us before, is if we give, if we allow money to follow a kid. Taxpayer money. Now they're saying any money, any money at all, outside of what the state does, to help a child from a a lower income family improve his lot in life via education. Any money at all is a voucher system. Right? School advocates say that would create an unconstitutional voucher system in Michigan. But I just told you, it's private money. So any of you, any of you, the left believes if you give money to help a kid go to school, you are uh, doing something unconstitutional. And then, of course, like all of these people, quote, while the committee didn't give any specifics Wednesday on actions it would take, outside of encouraging residents not to sign the Let Michigan Kids Learn ballot proposal, it did hint at a possible legal challenge should the proposal reach the signature requirement necessary to be adopted by the state legislature. Cassandra Albrich, the president of the State Board of Education, during a virtual press conference yesterday, said this, quote, I would say all options are on the table. I would be surprised if entities such as ours that thought this was unconstitutional and didn't challenge it based on those constitutional questions, end quote. All options are on the table to try to stop people from helping kids that we just screwed on their education for the last two years. When are more people going to wake up and realize what ideology cares about the people? What ideology cares about the children? What ideology cares about elderly people? And what ideology does not? It's right there in front of you. I don't know how you can argue it. I would wish someone would take the opposite side and try to enlighten us who see this. The two Let Michigan Kids Learn petitions, and I hope you guys sign them, would change Michigan tax law to allow donors to claim tax bracket breaks, and I told you about that. 
on their contributions to, quote, scholarship-granting organizations, end quote, or newly created nonprofits that would provide parents and families funding for students who fit certain criteria, individuals or corporations making donations would be eligible for income tax credits equal to their donations. Now, as I told you, and as written in this MLive article, critics of the plan say it would help wealthy individuals and corporations avoid paying their fair share of taxes. So who comes first in the left's mind? The state. It is so easy to show this now. Who comes first in all of you who are in your party and your ideology who say you're Democrats? These people are saying the state comes first. Not the people, not the children, not the elderly, the state. And if we allow private individuals, private corporations to help the kids we just screwed emotionally and uh, to some point physically and definitely educationally over the last two years, if we allow them to help those kids... Well, that may mean they won't pay their fair share of taxes. Well, obviously, I don't know how anybody can argue it. It's as plain as the nose on your face. They're telling you we care about the state first and the money we get before we care about these kids and their damn education. They probably say, I wish people would stop bugging us about teaching these kids. And then this is interesting. Again, I told you how the media pushes in an agenda. Here's here's the EM Live, Samuel Robinson. Public school advocates launch effort to stop DeVos back school scholarship proposal. They're putting the word DeVos in it because they think that will rile up. Sam thinks it'll rile up. His side, the editors or whoever's doing whatever at MLive think it'll rile up their party, their ideology, their hatred of the people. Well, I don't know about hatred, but the state comes first. And these papers are supposed to be on our side, not the state side. Here's a second example. The The ballot committee has paid circulators collecting signatures since it was approved by the Board of State Canvassers in November. Every one of these have paid circulators collecting signatures. But it's interesting how they put that in there again to draw some type of negativity to what's going on. They're being paid. Oh, so all you on the left, Sam, and the editors at the M Live and everybody else who thinks this way, oh, they're being paid. Oh, are you saying people shouldn't be paid for the work they do? So these people who Trump at $15 an hour minimum wage now believe people should not or are insinuating that people who are paid to work might just be cheating. So they, what, shouldn't be paid? All your party's ballot uh, certificate or ballot uh, collecting signatures are paid. There, there's people who are doing it voluntarily too, but they hire paid people. That's how bad this is, ladies and gentlemen. That's how bad the media is.
And that's how they are fighting against you. So you got to move away from these people. Don't click on their stories. Don't give them uh, that affirmation. I will, and then tell you about it. 269-441-9595. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Live with Rank. Not the music going around anymore, as Kim Wilde was singing there and saying, we're the kids of America. And I'm explaining to you guys this war that the left has waged against kids here in Michigan when it comes to trying to get them money to help them pay for their education. That's what the Let Kids Learn ballot initiative is all about here. And the left is upset. It may harm the state. Now, what's interesting is this. They say... The Let Michigan Kids Learn petition would provide tax credit for private school tuition. It could, to some point. Opponents of the proposal have argued that implementing the system conflicts with the state constitution, which requires Michigan to maintain and support a system of free public elementary and secondary schools. Well, as Kelly wrote to me, what about the Kalamazoo Promise? That's a private donation. Now, that is for higher education. Does the Kalamazoo promise give one penny to anybody to be spent on something K through 12? Because if they do, they would be the Kalamazoo promise would be unconstitutional according to the left here in Michigan, according to the president of the State Board of Education. Where is her name? Cassandra Ulbrick, president of the State Board of Education. They said if you give any, anybody, anybody gives a nickel to someone to help them with their expenses in public elementary through secondary schools, do that? does that include high school? Secondary schools, to me, does that also include high school, do you guys know? Or is it just through eighth grade? But according to Cassandra Ulbrich, again, president of the State Board of Education, if you give a nickel to someone to help them pay for anything at their public school or private school, that's against the Constitution here in the state of Michigan. They appointed to what the states called the Blaine Amendment. They say the Michigan Constitution prohibits any, quote, payment, credit, tax benefit exemption or deduction, tuition voucher, subsidy grant or loan of public money, end quote, for being provided, quote, directly or indirectly to the sport, support the attendance of any student at any non-public school, end quote. This is what the left says we're pointing to. The Blaine Amendment, where you cannot give a payment, credit, tax benefit, exemption, or deduction, tuition, voucher, subsidy, grant, or loan of public money, end quote. This is what these, apparently Cassandra, she must be very intelligent, right? 
if she's the president of the state board, they just wouldn't have hired her because no one else needed the job or it's a high paying job that they just, uh, uh, it was a favor to her. Did she pay off to get in? I, I just, I'm just alleging because this woman believes that when you, the Blaine Amendment, which refers to public money, is the same thing as private money. See, now, is that what we're getting to? Oh, it just came to my mind. They're thinking that all money is public money. Because if you believe in this, if you believe this, if this is the hook you're hanging your hat on for defeating this let, Michigan, uh, let kids learn in Michigan, this war that's being waged against the education on, of our children here in the left, unless it's state and only state schools, if you believe the Blaine Amendment is attributed to this or can be, well, you then believe that all money is public money and they just give you some of the public money because this is private money. Now, this is what they'll say. Yeah, but if they get a tax deduction, that's public money. No, it's not. Where? How? There may be less money given to the state, but that's not public money. Public money would be the state gets it and then gives it back. But that's not what we're talking about here. So I believe, unless you get in front of a, a judge that believes like them, that wants this war against our kids here, they've waged it for two years now in the schools. We've seen the harm. Now they don't want assessment tests so we can prove the harm of this war they waged against them. Now they're waging it when the Republicans come out and say, this is what we can do to help these kids. I don't care about the adults. It's not about the state schools. It's not about these administrators having a job. It's not about these teachers having a job. It's about educating our children. And if you don't want to be part of educating our children, if you think you come first in that pyramid, if you're first in line, if the state is first in line, and then right after the state is teachers, and then right after the teachers is administrate, whatever you think, and then somewhere down the line, kids come in, you should not be teaching children. That is not your, the career, I should say, you should be in. Does anybody disagree with me? 269-441-9595. I didn't think I'd get so worked up about it, but you know what? I've told you guys for years. To me, it's all about the kids. And now we find out how well these people are paid. Oh, got to go. Be right back.